Hello, good morning, and it is December. Wow. A new month, and this is the last month of this year. Unbelievable. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten. And I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Jackie C. She had a beautiful birthday dinner last night. And I thank her so much for the invite and inclusion. And she gave everybody a COVID goodie bag. So it's really funny. I never had one of the clear plastic facial masks. That was pretty awesome. And uh, just thank you, Jackie. Um, What a thoughtful gesture. What a beautiful gathering. And I'm so glad I was there. And I hope I get a few more listeners to this podcast. So if you were there last night and you're listening this morning, thank you. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. All I can say about today's podcast is it is yummy. Just yummy. These readings are incredible. As I open up my Bible at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your Son, for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created and the lives of those I love. There is nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. Yay. And now God's promises day by day. For December, it says, God's love is a sun that never sets. Wow. Romans 11, if they could be made God's people by what they did, then God's gift of grace would not really be a gift. To whom does God offer his gift? To the brightest? To the most beautiful or most charming? No. His gift is for us all. Beggars, bankers, clergy, clerks, judges, or janitors. All God's children. And he wants us so badly that he will take us in any condition. 
as is, reads the tag in our collars. He wants us now. Amen. And God's way day by day for December says, God has a plan to bless you. I love it. Luke 1. He who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. We must never forget that when we celebrate Christ and his birth, we are celebrating the God of heaven and earth. Some may not submit to his lordship, but that doesn't change the position the Father has given his Son. Jesus is Lord, whether recognized or not, and he wants to be Lord of your life. This is the design structure that God has ordained. Anytime we fail to give Christ his rightful place in our lives, which is first place, we can miss out on the blessings of God. So again, anytime we fail to give Christ his rightful place in our lives, which is first place, we can miss out on the blessings of God. Amen. And hope for your day. Talks about the secret of his strength. Matthew 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Recently, I heard about the owner of a small factory who was greatly respected by his employees, not only for his business skills, but for his integrity and his concern for his employees. They knew that he went out of his way to be fair to them and that more than once during hard times, he sacrificed the company's profits to keep his workers employed. After his death, one of his longtime employees was showing the man's grandson around the factory. Do you want to know the secret to your grandfather's success, he asked. Well, certainly, the younger man replied, wondering what gems of wisdom he might learn. Wordlessly, the employee led him to the rear of the factory. In one corner was the door to what looked like a small storage closet. This was the secret of his success, the employee said. Every morning, He slipped in here before anyone else arrived and spent at least a half hour in prayer. Prayer was the foundation of his life. Listeners, what is the foundation of your life? Amen. Stay right there. Ponder that thought. And we'll be right back to continue. Let's talk about infinite grace. 
John 1.17 says, Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The word grace means more than just God's kindness or gentleness towards us, or even his mercy. It means his undeserved favor. It means God owes nothing to us, and we deserve nothing from him. When the Bible says, by grace you have been saved, it means our salvation was totally unmerited. It came solely because of God's grace. The motive of grace is the infinite, compassionate love of a merciful God. But the work of grace was Christ's death on the cross. When I imagine Christ hanging from the cross, the spikes in his hands, the crown of thorns on his brow, his blood draining from his body, the soldiers mocking him, then I begin to see the depth of God's grace. Then I know that nothing can equal the infinite love of God for a sinful world. But God's grace is also exhibited when we humbly bow before Christ in repentance and faith, for then we find forgiveness. So thank God for his grace, for without it, we would have no hope. Amen. Now, from the Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Bible, uh, they have several sections that are called Answers to Life's Questions. So here's a good one for today. This one says, what should I do when I feel the need to act in haste? At times we may feel an overwhelming urge to act spontaneously, to throw caution to the wind and take control of a situation. At such times, we must make sure our actions line up with God's will. If they do not, our rash behavior may lead us to a terrible heartache. This is what happened to King Saul. He lost his throne because he acted hastily. The prophet Samuel told him to wait seven days at Gigal till I come to you and show you what you should do. Well, by the seventh day, Samuel still hadn't arrived. With a hostile Philistine army pressing in on him, Saul decided to take matters into his own hands, and he prepared burnt offerings to gain the Lord's favor. As soon as he completed the offering, Samuel appeared. Saul made excuses, but his rashness disqualified him for a long and peaceful reign. Getting ahead of God is a terrible mistake with destructive consequences. So Nehemiah, cupbearer to King Artaxerxes, patiently waited for God's timing with glorious results. He fasted and prayed for many days, then waited for an opportunity to bring his concern before the king. 
Rather than dash into action, Nehemiah waited before God. In fact, he beseeched the Lord for a period of four months until one day the king himself asked Nehemiah why he seemed so downcast. Nehemiah explained the situation and within days, the king sent him off to Jerusalem with all the necessary authority and building materials. Nehemiah waited until God put all the particulars in place and then he moved swiftly according to God's will. We should do the same. As Psalm 2714 exhorts, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. Amen. And now in the book of Ezra, he talks about applying God's word. So Ezra is a great example of what commitment to applying God's word can do for both an individual and a nation. The Persian king Artaxerxes gave Ezra permission to travel to Babylon to his ancestral homeland in Jerusalem. As a godly priest, Ezra felt compelled to improve the spiritual conditions of the remnant of his people, and so he worked diligently to bring about several religious and cultural reforms among his discouraged countrymen. Ezra's life demonstrates the importance not merely of learning and knowing the Word of God, but also of regularly applying it in daily life. Because God had put him in a position of spiritual authority, Ezra also did everything he could think of to pass on to others what he had learned about his Bible study. Ezra wasn't just a hearer of God's Word. He was also an effective and deeply committed doer of it. God's word is an immovable anchor in times of storm. Amen. I also wanted to take time. Oh, goodness. I thought I had something to say about Nehemiah. Hold on. Yes. As you read the book of Nehemiah, watch for life's principles that play an important role in this book. It says, fight all your battles on your knees and you will win every time. No Christian has ever been called to go it alone in his or her walk of faith. And disappointments are inevitable. Discouragement is a choice. Amen. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I told you. Yummy.
I can feel it now. December is going to be a doozy. We are going to take our faith to the next level. We are going to grow our relationship with God. We are going to be warriors. We are going to be fearless and fierce. Can't wait. It is coming. Okay. God's purpose for your life says falling and rising. Psalm 37. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. You may fall in your faith. You may fall to the temptations of this world. Take matters into your own hands and mess up completely. Do not fall for the enemy's lie that the Father has rejected you because of it. Part of God's process of making you into Christ's image is helping you understand the unseen strongholds that are preventing you from giving him full access to your life. It reveals an area of stubborn self-sufficiency in you and then sets about breaking your bondage to it. So don't give up. Proverbs 24:16 instructs, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. This is the difference between those who have a true relationship with God and those who don't. The ability to fall and get back up. Simple as that. As someone who knows Jesus as your savior, you always have someone to help you up after you've fallen. You always have forgiveness and hope for a good future. Therefore, confess your sin, repent, get back up, and steady yourself on God. And take heart that He continues to work out all things in your life as you trust Him. Jesus, thank you for always helping me back up. With you, I always have hope. Amen. Bow your heads. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. December 1. It is up to us to make this a glorious month. We get to start over. We get to turn the page. We get to start afresh on the birthday month of our Lord. 
You know how excited you get when it's your birthday month. Well, just think how excited God is too. So we're going to keep him happy and make him happier. Remember, remember to continue to do acts of kindness. For any of you that have started, you know how good it feels. So keep searching for that good feeling because it is there, it does exist. So God bless you today. Come back tomorrow so you can pray with me again and we'll get more blessings started. Bye for now.